From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Thursday, the 29th of September, 2022. If you're wondering why I'm dressed as a contestant in Squid Game, that's because last week we hit 100,000 subscribers on the channel. And I was on holiday, so Jack just sort of promised that I'd be in costumes this week. And well, this is the costume for today. Um, I'm just going to be wearing this in this intro and the outro today. But yeah, I'll be in a costume tomorrow uh, for the last time, so make sure you tune in for that. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the US Vice President Kamala Harris's trip to South Korea. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories. But first, South Korea. Yesterday, North Korea tested two short-range ballistic missiles by firing them into the sea, breaking international UN sanctions against the country. Mere hours later, the US Vice President Kamala Harris arrived in South Korea. Vice President Harris met with the South Korean president, who took office in May in the country's capital where she described the US-South Korea alliance as a linchpin of security and prosperity, adding that she was there to reinforce the strength of our alliance and strengthen our work together. As part of this trip, she went to see the Demilitarized Zone, or DMZ, in an attempt to demonstrate her country's commitment to South Korea. When at the DMZ, Harris had North Korean military sites shown to her by a South Korean colonel. She also went to see US military personnel at a nearby base and made clear to them how grateful and thankful we are for their role in protecting South Korea. The latest missile tests in North Korea take this year's tally to more than 30. In response, South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff said North Korea's act of provocation will intensify the deterrence and response capabilities of the South Korea-US ally and aggravate North Korea's isolation from the international community. North Korea has been under United Nations sanctions since its first nuclear test in 2006, with the UN Security Council steadily stepping up the sanctions over the years. These sanctions were passed unanimously each time, meaning all permanent Security Council members, so the US, UK, France, China and Russia, voted in favour. It's been suggested that North Korea may now be taking advantage of the recent rift in the Security Council caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine to step up its arms development and testing programmes. For its part, North Korea has regularly criticised joint military exercises by the United States and South Korea in the region, pointing towards these as evidence of the US's hostile intentions and justification for continuing to develop its military capabilities. Just days ago, more than 20 American and South Korean ships began four days of drills off the coast of the Korean peninsula. The drills involved the USS Ronald Reagan, making them the first drill since 2017 to involve a US aircraft carrier near the peninsula. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. Following a particularly dramatic mini-budget which saw the pound absolutely tank against the dollar, you'd expect her to have been on the airwaves defending the policy and reassuring both the markets and voters that things will be okay. But, well, she hasn't been, and people have started to question where she was. In fact, yesterday the hashtag WhereIsLizTruss was trending on Twitter. Perhaps the Prime Minister saw the hashtag because this morning she was present on a number of BBC local radio interviews. 
Some incorrectly assumed that Truss may have an easier time on these interviews with local radio hosts. But by and large, she was absolutely savaged. On BBC Radio Lancashire, she fails to answer Graham Liver's question about what consent means in relation to fracking. And on BBC Stoke, she sounded as though she was literally lost for words when asked about mortgages. Considering the Tories are now more than 10 points behind in the polls, Truss will need to seriously improve her communication skills if she wants to stay in the job past 2024. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. India's Supreme Court has ruled that single and unmarried women can legally get an abortion up to 24 weeks, putting them on par with married women and clarifying that a woman's marital status cannot deny her the choice to abort a pregnancy. While abortion has been legal in India since 1971, it has been limited to certain special categories of women. The court's decision came in response to a petition seeking clarity on an amended 2021 law which listed several groups of women, but not single or unmarried women, that are able to terminate their pregnancies up to 24 weeks. The lead justice, Justice D.Y. Chandrachard, said the rights of reproductive autonomy, dignity and privacy under Article 21 of the Constitution gives an unmarried woman the right of choice as to whether or not to bear a child on a similar footing as that of a married woman. Also notable was that the court stated that under abortion law, the meaning of rape would include marital rape, something that has not yet been criminalised in India. The United States has reportedly agreed a future partnership with Pacific Island nations, holding out the prospect of big dollar help to the region that has seen increasing Chinese influence. The US has been hosting leaders and representatives from 14 Pacific Island countries for a summit in a bid to strengthen its ties with a region that the US has considered its maritime backyard since World War II, with a focus on maritime security, climate change, health and communication links. An unsigned draft of the declaration states the leaders share a vision for a region where democracy will be able to flourish. According to the Washington Post, the Biden administration will announce an investment of more than $860 million in expanded programs for the islands. That's on top of the $1.5 billion over the past decade. But in a sign that the political battle with China in the Pacific will not be easy, multiple media reports say the Solomon Islands, which recently signed a security pact with China, will not be signing and endorsing the US declaration. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing, then head over to Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.